Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Dave, welcome back. We already tried to do an intro here yes. uh, a second ago. And, uh, you know, the whole live podcast thing, there's always these adventures. Like, we had to stop because we saw an open bottle of wine go around the office, and we had to jump out of the voice booth and get ourselves a small little we, tiny we bit. a small. So small. sometimes you have to actually stop the podcast for very important things. Now, the reason it's relevant that I say this is there's certain things in life that we consume that we love. For example, for me, it's red wine. Mm-hmm. Um you know, sometimes we lie to ourselves and say, ah, this stuff's really good for us. You know, it's, it's, it's good for the blood. It's good for all this stuff. But we know it's really not, you know, but I mean, it, 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 it's, it's stuff that's not going to kill you, but you, you, you consume it on a daily basis. Some people, like my wife, for example, uh, it's ice cream, right? Uh, I don't know. What, what's it for you, Dave? What, what, what's the vice that uh, sometimes it's chocolate? Uh, you know or- what? Like a, a few. Coffee. I could drink coffee. Any okay. day, any time, and I mean, and I just overload in caffeine, and I know, I mean, I, in fact, I had, I uh, was having uh, heart palpitations at one point for like a week straight, and I went to the doctor <laughs> with my wife. And he said, drink more wine. And, and, no, and, and, the, and the physician said, she asked me, she said, well, so how, you know, how much coffee would you consume on a day? And I, and I halved it. And my my wife is looking at me, going, "Yeah, right." And and when I saw the the uh, physicians, like the doctors, horror and dismay okay. at, at what I had just halved, I thought, "Oh my god, I don't well, want to tell her the real story." Well, right? listen, the the guest that we have on today is going to make put smiles on the faces of those of us who are actually addicted to ice cream, not coffee, not okay. wine, okay, ice cream, okay? okay. Jake, welcome to the Boiling Point Podcast. Thank you for having me. And Jake, why don't you do a really quick introduction to my co-host Dave and to the listening audience? Let us know where you're calling from, and I'm, I, I have to, I have to, uh, you know, spoil the surprise for the the name, the Joy Scream, Joy Scream. <laughs> I'm just going to say that, but da- I, I'm going to pass it right over to you, Jake. Thank you. So I'm Jake Rothschild, and I am the founder and CEO of a company in Atlanta called Jake's Ice Cream, and we have created a product that is actually uh, beyond believable as far as its uh, goodness for you and its deliciousness for you as well called joy screen and this, these 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 two concepts can can exist in one product for well, real he's proven it we, seriously we actually didn't think it could and you know I, I try to be optimistic in everything that I do but we thought that you know here we go again trying to make a junk food good for you but this time we really hit it and we hit it really hard so we're very excited so b- before you go on Jake I, I want to tell Dave that I was privileged to be one of the first people on earth outside mm-hmm. of Jake's company and probably his family to try That's Joy right. Cream. And I, 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 had, I tried both, both flavors. There was a, a, a chocolate flavor and as well as a, a, a white flavor, which had uh, vanilla tones and uh, other things. And it was incredible. And I'm not just saying that, Jake. You, 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 you blew you. my mind. Okay, so the audience now knows that this stuff tastes good. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why it's really good? 
Well, to do that, I have to tell you where we started. We had customers come in when we first opened up our ice cream shop asking if we had anything that would be lactose-free, that it was safe for diabetics, that it was a diet version of ice cream. And every time they would do it, I would cringe because I was thinking, first of all, really good ice cream has to be made with all the really good stuff that's not necessarily good for you. And second of all, I just opened my shop. Can't you just be happy with what I have? Just buy what I got. I got all this good stuff on the, you know, in, in, yeah. in the refrigerator. And in the then freezer. I realized they were serious. They were serious, though. They really couldn't eat it. I didn't know at that time, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, that it would actually make them sick. Not that it would make them uncomfortable, but it would actually make them very, very ill if they had regular things with gluten in them or regular things with dairy in them. They couldn't do that. And I didn't understand. And I don't know that a lot of people in our country knew at that time, 16 years ago, how many sensitivities to foods we were discovering we had. So I thought about it, but I really wasn't ready to take my eye off the ball of what I was making, which were really uh, over-the-top, crazy rich flavors under the guise of more is more. And these people kept coming. More and more kept coming. And then I got asked by uh, a major uh, online on, uh, television retailer, I think it was QVC, it may have been Home Shopping, would I please make ice cream for them with Splenda? And I did my research and found out that Splenda has actually been identified as causing uh, migraines and that it's actually really not a, a natural product by any means at all, and it's not good for you. So I tried it, and I found that I had to add more Splenda to even get it to come close to mimicking the antifreeze quality of ice cream. And I just gave up, and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I, I'm just going to make what I make, and I'm going to work for the, the, the small group, the large group, whatever you want to call it, that likes my product. And that'll be that. But my conscience was bothering me. So I started experimenting again. And I thought, well, what if I use honey? And then I found out, no, nope, honey's really not safe for diabetics. Then we find out about agave. And we get all excited about agave because agave is low glycemic. And we're, we're thrilled. Hey, this really works well making the product. We're using soy milk and soy cream. Then we find out soy is bad for you. Then we find out agave is not as good for you as we thought it was. And we're going... Come on, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is so hard. Why am I trying so hard? Well, the truth of the matter was, I really did want to make a healthier ice cream. It's not that I didn't love what I already did, but I wanted to make something that would make it possible for everyone to be able to eat ice cream. So we finally landed on coconut cream and almond milk as a combo. And we, we have some other uh, secret ingredients that we use as well that are also super, super healthy and super natural and uh, we won't give that away just yet. But um, we also add plantain and avocado for the smooth quality and the healthy fat quality. Hmm. And do you taste the plantain? Not really. And do you taste the avocado? You shouldn't at all. And then the sweetener, we made our own. So we're kind of excited because we've created a, we cre actually created two products. We created Joystream and we've created this new sweetener we haven't even named yet. Okay, we got to hear about that. That, like, this, this is, and just so you know, Jake, and I know you've listened to every single Boiling Point podcast that we've ever made. Uh, <laughs> you, you would know. <laughs> you you would know that uh, th this podcast we 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 bring in uh, the most dynamic entrepreneurs, uh, change makers, um, and really disruptors. This feels like a, a massive disruptor. What you're doing here, and the fact that yeah. you found a sweetener, or that you've developed one, and I don't even know if you're a scientist or a chemist, but. I want to hear that story. That sounds really rad because I've already tasted your product and it's ridiculously good. But l l 
let's let's rewind a little bit. How do you, how do you find a sweetener? How do you design one? I don't get that. Well, so so the idea is, is if you use Google as much as I do, and I'm probably on Google more than the average bear because I'm absolutely not a scientist. I'm, I have a scientific uh, curiosity, but my background is in children's story writing. I mean, this was nothing to do I love you, with man. what you would think of it. <laughs> I was so inspired by Willy Wonka when I was a little boy. I saw the movie with, with Gene Wilder, and I was like, that's who I want to be. And my father says, you don't want to be a lawyer. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be a lawyer. My mother says, you don't want to be a doctor. And I was like, no, I want to be Willy Wonka. And they were like, oh, my God, what have we given birth to? But I wanted to be him. And, you know, of course, he was coming up with all kinds of cool stuff with his Loompas. And I'm thinking, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I actually thought there really was, at that age, a real Willy Wonka. I thought there was a guy that I could be like. I mean, there's no. So I never, I never knew I couldn't, so I did it anyway. Right on. And oh, when yeah, I was good. thinking about sugars, you know, the idea about sugar is everybody assumes that sugar is bad for you. And for the most part, white processed sugar is bad for you. Is all sugar bad for you? Absolutely not. But are there sugars that are good for you? That's what I wanted to know. Are there sugars that are good for you? Was exactly what I typed into Google. And I found that I happened to be growing a fruit that was good for you as a sugar. And that's figs. I grow oh, figs. I have yeah. 39 fig trees. I have an orchard. And figs are actually the healthiest sugar in the world. And, and the most sweetest, too. Like, like, I, I, yeah, had, I had some figs just the other day, and I was like, this is right. candy at, at the most candy exactly. version it's of God's candy. candy. Exactly. It's God's candy. And the cool yeah. thing is, is a little bit goes a long way, so you're not overdo, overdoing it when you're using it. And then the second healthiest sugar is, comes from dates. So we combined the figs and the dates, and then we added palm sugar, which is the third healthiest sugar. And then we added apple nectar, meaning apple juice, and we made a syrup. Oh, my gosh. And we are thrilled with it because it has a very uh, brown sugary flavor to it, but it doesn't have anything that's bad for you. It doesn't have any bad aftertaste, and we're really very proud of it. I, I, I think you have to use... Um you know, a, a play on the words of like frig off or like fig off or something like that. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about the sugar industry, right? So, you know, it's uh, the, yeah. the fig off sweet. You know, it, it's a little offensive, mind you. Um, <laughs> but I got to tell you, Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. This, this product is amazing. And I'm not, this guy's not even sponsoring us right now to say that. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, something's going through your brain right now, obviously. Why? Well, an know, entrepreneur. It, it, well, you know. there's a bunch of things going through. Actually, to be honest, there's nothing entrepreneurial now. But, it, but I, I, I recall not too long ago, well, it's, it's probably about a year ago, um, uh, you know, one kind of late night opening uh, a freezer and uh, at home and there was this ice cream pie and I just for whatever reason I just started digging into it and the next day my wife said don't worry it's sugar free and it has no carbs or something like that right and I believed her until the next day when you know in fact it wasn't true but I'm thinking I could have dug into your product and felt completely okay I mean how how and you're not going to get sick afterwards well, either because we didn't replace anything we took out with something that would actually make you sick so, so when and Greg's response. Actually, here's a here's a question I have. How did how the heck did you guys run, how, Jake? How did you run into? I'm gonna get you to describe how you ran into Greg and how he somehow he's claiming, and you you can tell if this is true. And if you want to lie in his behalf, that's fine. But how is it that he <laughs> got was one of the first people in the entire universe, according to him, that got to taste this fabulous product? ahead of uh, virtually everyone else. And I, I just, how did this happen? I, that's what I'm curious about. Well, Greg and I were among 
uh, 78 other very blessed and fortunate people called Ruckus Makers. Ah. Uh, that was as an organization of a, for a weekend that Seth Godin, who is uh, somebody that we all greatly admire in, in, in this group, he brought us together to make a ruckus in what it is that we're doing in our own jobs, our own careers, our own communities. Cool. And the funny thing is, I only knew about Seth Godin two different ways. One is a way that I had actually forgotten I knew him because I didn't realize that I'd been reading him for years at Fast Company. I had no idea. I remembered his face, yeah. and I remembered his fantastic picture next to his uh, masthead for his articles, but I didn't remember it was Seth Godin. And the way I found out about him again was I nearly lost my business last year. We trusted some people who came in uh, wanting to partner with us, and what they really wanted was to take over our lease. They wanted, We have a beautiful building in a major part of Atlanta that's going crazy called the Beltline. And we, we, we kind of got tricked and we were very upset and very frightened. And when people are backed into a corner, they can do one of two things. They can either get really creative or they can do something bad. And we decided to do something really creative. And we went to the most loved guy in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, in the food world, the two guys, actually, Chris Hall and Ryan Turner. And these guys own a couple of restaurants that are just blowing the doors out. They're just incredible. One is called uh, local three and another is called Muss and Turner's and they have common quarter as well. And Ryan took the time to come talk me through what was going on. And he talked to my landlord and Chris did as well. And they were saying, you don't want Jake to leave. He is a major part of the culture of Atlanta. Let's make this work, figure out something. And, and my landlord's amazing. So it wasn't that he was ever an issue anyway, but there was a very tempting offer on the table. Mm-hmm. So when we got the whole thing resolved, we won. We've kept going at our business, and our landlord reaffirmed his love for us. We've been with him for 16 years. So it was just one of those things where it could have gone either way. But Ryan left me with the idea I needed to subscribe to the blog that Seth Godin does. And I, I started subscribing to the blog, and one day several months ago, Seth announces that he's doing this ruckus makers concept. And there were going to be a lot of applications, but everybody should apply, and maybe you'll get in, maybe you won't. Well, I knew I wasn't going to get in. I didn't think I was all that. I didn't think there was any chance in the world that I would meet somebody like Greg or anybody else. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. (laughs) And I just like, there's just no way. And I'm thinking, maybe this is something that I don't understand, but there's just no way. And I found out within eight hours that I had been chosen. And I was the first person that, that Winnie, who is, is Seth's right arm, actually mentioned. They said, we've got an ice cream guy. I'm like, that's me. That's me. Wait a minute. It really is me. <laughs> and I was just so excited. And I haven't come off my cloud. The, the, the event was, 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 was handled because right, it was just right. incredible. So, and I took it and I asked Seth, can I please bring the joy scream as a, as a thank you for letting me in the thing? I didn't know he was going to talk about it. And he presented it in the Saturday show, basically the, the Saturday uh, event, and everybody got to try it and give me feedback, and that's why I'm here today. Okay. Well, you know, that's funny, because I was just going to say, did Greg taste it before Seth? And I think yeah, I know no, the no, answer. It, it, was, it was Seth. And here's the neat thing. Jake and I were in a very small group. I think there were maybe four or five of us did it uh, for like 15 minutes, one of those little right. <clears throat> breakout right. groups. And uh, uh, Jake, I remember you, like, in, in, in the spirit of vulnerability— which is, you know, really Seth's main message is uh, if you're not vulnerable, you're not going to grow. In the spirit of vulnerability, right. you know, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but you're like, 
I'm really scared to know what people are going to yeah. think of this thing, you know? Yeah. And I, I was like, don't be scared because even if it doesn't taste good, this room is going to really appreciate it. The cool thing is, is everybody loved it, you know? And uh, well, what was funny was uh, I said to Greg, I said to Greg, what if they don't like it? And the truth of the matter is I really was afraid that people were so conditioned to like regular ice cream. They wouldn't allow another concept to come in and, and not necessarily take its place, but stand next to it. And Greg was the person who alleviated that fear. Ah, that's awesome, man. Well, it, it's, you uh, did it, that. Cause, and, and I think about that room too, Jake, if you think about it, when we're talking about these tribes, right? If, if people right. like you and people like me and people like every, uh, the 78 other people that got chosen, they are all disruptors in their space. They're all very open-minded, vulnerable, open, honest people, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's a really hard place to fail in. You know, and the cool thing is, even if, like I said earlier, even if one of our ideas in that whole group wasn't dead on, that group would have listened to it the way a good, uh, you know, mentorship group would. And they would have worked with you to figure it out. The thing is, you had a home run. And the reason that's not a reason why I wanted to bring you on here is because it was such a uh, it was such a neat thing meeting you and you, you know, so you know, vulnerable, uh, you know, presenting this to us and it really knocking it out of the park. And I know I'm going to see this in grocery stores everywhere because you know, Dave, Jake's going to, Jake's going to change the, the ice cream industry right well, now, you know? I, so I got a question Thank for that, you. Jake. I'm, like, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, um, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, obviously, um, what, something that makes this, un- your product unique is the fact that it is healthy and that sort of thing. But, you know, and, and I'm, but is it important for people to understand, like, like they're so used to conditioned, like you said, potentially to, to to eating what they think is ice cream, and then when you put an avocado in it, or they think there's an avocado, does that? I mean, do they even need to know that? Is there a part of the market that just doesn't even need to know that it's healthy because it's well, that good? Well, that's another, th- Dave. That's a really good question. That's another thing that that Seth really brought out. He said, uh, Jake, this is going to be going into Whole Foods, and it's going to be going into the better stores. You don't have to call it healthy. People are going to expect it to be. But we do have to tell people on the ingredients list what's in it. We don't have to shout it on the front page, so to speak, but we do have to tell people what's in it because we need to know that we have you know, followed the, uh, the, the law of the Department of Agriculture and labeling laws so that people know what they're ingesting because there could be something in there that somebody might be allergic to. But we also found out while we were there that there was a cancer expert who said this product would pass our qualifications and, and we could serve this to our people people that are eating uh, that are dealing with cancer that and that cool. was like oh my god wow so the implications of what i've created believe it or not greg may know more about it than i do because i'm still getting used to the fact that i did this i had an incredible partnership with my business partner sandy how in making this product but I, I i i kept pushing that joy screen was going to change the people's perception of ice cream as something they could eat every day so what's next for joy screen like what, what are the next steps here jake well, what's really cool is I just finished an interview. We created an ice cream that mimics the ice cream that was being created in the new Ben Stiller movie when you were young. When we were young, excuse me. And they asked us to make an ice cream we had just made. And it was the same flavor, everything. So we just did an interview for that. And we're getting ready to go into Kroger, which is our big grocery store chain here. There are about 2,200 stores. We're going into the stores here in Atlanta as a test first. But we're going to be having the joy stream on the shelves we're hoping in the next 30 to 45 days oh this is amazing listen how do okay the power of the internet and and the power of the seth godin way (laughs) you know where we have a flat world we're connected by internet what if i lived in dubai 
You know, is there a way? Doesn't matter. We can ship it. Okay, we can ship it. You can ship it. So uh, we're getting to this place now where we want to say. How do our listeners who, and, you know, uh, Jake, we do have listeners all over the world listening to this podcast. How do they Fantastic. get in touch with you? How do they buy this product and try it and, um, and, and really become part of this movement? See, you have this opportunity to create a tribe around your product, which is very rare, um, for people saying, we love ice cream, but we can't eat it. But this could be a global movement that uh, goes around you and sports you, wants you to be ridiculously profitable. Because what you're doing is right. bringing incredible value back to the marketplace. Um, so, yeah, what's the best way of people getting a hold of this well, stuff? Well, it's, uh, it's not just an address I'm about to give you. It's a, a little bit of a message that I think you're going to love. We are going to actually invite people to come to info at jakesicecream.com. It's all one word. So info at jakesicecream.com. And what we're inviting people to do, which they're going to be blown away to get to do, they're going to get to tell us what flavor of joy cream they want, and we're going to make it for them. Nice. What about lobster? So it doesn't matter if we have that flavor yet. We're gonna we're gonna make custom flavors. This is crazy. Now, if it man. has stuff in it that you're not supposed to eat with the joy cream, we won't be making that. But if you can think of really cool things, like if you want some with granola in it, or if you want some with uh, caramel and apples in it, we can do that. So we're gonna open this whole thing up so that people will bond with this product, and they're not gonna be so scared of joy cream as this healthy thing. They're gonna be going, oh my gosh, I created this flavor. And, and I got to name it too. Yeah, I, this is awesome. Cool. And I, I think maybe in the, in the spirit of uh, you know the environment you and I were in a few weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. I think you've got way more fear around rejection on this than is logical. Because I don't even think you have to even tell people that this is a healthy alternative. I think that's right. The taste is so good. The you, fear isn't there now. Yeah, the fear is gone. Good. I, I, I left good. my fear in Hastings on Hudson. A fantastic. It's not there anymore. And so I'm I'm good there. What I'm really more curious about right now is making sure that I get this product to people as soon as possible and get their feedback and get their bonding to the product. I'm just so excited now that we've got it where we want it to be. And when Seth said to me, this was one of the things that really, really made a difference for me. He says, Jake, I haven't had ice cream in 25 years. And I, it really hit me in my heart because it's like, I bet he would really like to have some. And I bet he would really like to have this. And so all the ice cream that was the joy cream that was left over went to him and Helene. I was just thrilled that I could do that one little thing for him after he did so much for me. My whole life has changed because of this. Wow. Well, quite an event, eh? Um, well, in, in, in closing, here's what I actually, here's, can I, can I try to attempt to plant a seed in your brain, Jake? Please. Um, I love seeds. He, yeah. Here's, here, I'm thinking, and a great way to help, um, uh, a whole population, you know, really kind of embrace Joy Scream would be to write a fabulous children's story mm. about how this product was created. And because Greg and I were speaking in our, lad po- our last podcast about our kids, and we have young children. And and what a, and and I heard you were you know you said something about writing stories for ch- uh, children's stories. Yeah. I think there's a real connection. So I just like to yeah. plant that seed yeah, and see if it, anything happens with it because because I mean then because kids educate the parents. And uh, you know, and, and maybe there's maybe that's a, well, it's, a, it's the next Willy Wonka, right? Like, well, there you for, go for Jake. Actually, yeah. yeah, it was Willy Wonka. What's the <laughs> what is the next one? And I, I'm serious. And, and and Jake, I don't know if you read Seth Godin's book V is for Vulnerable. Have you have you read that one? I, I have not it yet. Please forgive me, Seth, compl- if you're listening. I haven't yet. It's completely I've still got so awesome. much catching up to do. Listen, it's okay. This is a kids' book. 
It's illustrated like okay. a, a kid's book. It's for adults. It, it's the alphabet it. of vulnerability. It is so good. Check it out. Um, Dave, I love that challenge. I love that because, Jake, if you got that skill set, man, <laughs> listen, you and I need to talk offline about that idea because we'll, we we'll make an animation out of that. That sounds awesome. Well, if we want to make, and if we want to make the children's book together, that would thrill me to no end because my favorite thing in the world to do is collaborate. Well, listen, man, it's done and done. And, you know, I, I don't do this podcast to, to make these amazing uh, uh, opportunities. I'm not an opportunist, Dave. Stop looking at me like that. Uh, but I think this- <laughs> you know what, Jake? No, but you know what? You are part of a growing movement of uh, interviewees who have who I would say are blessed with Greg's, uh, you know, wanting to collaborate with and seeing a, t- a great TV I show. I can't imagine it the other way. And, and well, and so, and I mean, and that is, that is a real privilege. So, um, I, and I, and I, and I'm being actually serious because he, he's brilliant. And I hope you guys can do something cool together because I would love to, to be able to share this story. Uh, and I think it would be a great. Let's just make story. it happen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We, we, we will continue. Let's just commit continue. And we're going to do it. We'll continue uh, we- uh, our discussions, Jake. And I, again, very, impressed with your your product but really impressed with your story uh really love that this goes back to the kids you know from you being a kid you know thinking about willy wonka and all this stuff and living that entrepreneurial uh reality that came from a dream which really is what this podcast is all about so thanks so much man um one last thing how do people get in touch with you and follow your your progression so they can go to info at jakesicecream.com and they can also see my blog at jakerothschild.com, which is R-O-T-H-S-C-H-I-L-D. And when they go, they will be to, to you know, put, produce their own flavor. They should be warned that they cannot do lobster um, joy cream, as Greg had mentioned earlier. Unless Jake wants to be really, really, really adventurous. <laughs> it could be delicious. <laughs> Great meeting you, Jake. Okay, Jake, thanks I, so much, I, man. I look forward to, tra- to, to tasting joy cream. Take care, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Greg. Okay. Bye-bye. Another, I don't know, man. Here's the thing, uh, Dave. You and I have been to so many conferences mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, think about the time you and I both went to Long Beach, California, mm-hmm. to the uh, the coaching yeah, federation. The coach federation, yeah. Um, I never had a filter on my, you know, uh, on my radar about every single delegate at this uh, at, at this event are, you know, they all have their own story and they're all change makers themselves. Why are they there? They're there because they're doing, they care and they're doing something disruptive and amazing, right? So I just think about going to New Media Expo, I think about going to the Ruckus Makers. Once or twice a year, I end up at an event and I know you do as well, Dave, and Walsh McCain Institute. There's a wealth of awesome stories to share. Right and I, I think I think my, my so takeaway here- You're a podcast right there. What's that? There's a year of podcasts right there. It's a year, it's a year of podcasts. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Chinese year of the dragon. Um, no, it's not. Anyway, um, <laughs> takeaway from this is uh, uh, there, there's too many to really to really say. But, you know, knowing Jake personally, I would say how amazing and truthful it was for me to, to experience his vulnerability and mm-hmm. laying out a product that we all knew was going to be revolutionary and mm-hmm. disruptive mm-hmm. and it tasted amazing mm-hmm. and still, and he knew that, but still he was nervous to, to, to lay it out, which tells me he cares. there's no BS behind this guy or yeah. this product or this brand. Yeah. This is a real deal and it tastes great. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, I, I guess one of the things I'm taking away is I'm amazed at how your ability to meet 
interesting people, Greg. Well, um, you too, Dave. Don't. It's not just on me. I mean, well, like, no, we, but, you and I both need to keep our eyes open yes, for these people. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. But I mean, just like, um, and 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 I'd love to hear more about Ruckus Makers. It sounds fabulous, and I, I'm actually jealous that I wasn't there. Jake, very cool guy. And what I like is, um, uh, it's I, my sense of him in this in our interview is, um, um, this brilliant ability to be curious. And you know this natural curiosity that he kind of holds, um, and and it's you know it's not surprising he brought up Willy Wonka and just you know that's that's cool. And then his passion, which is you know really common, but you can just hear it as dripping with passion for you know creating something for this business he loves that can everyone can consume. And 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 it sounds like that passion kept pushing and pushing and pushing him to to actually find this, you know. You know, after all these obstacles and, and all these things tested, and 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 then finally landing on it, so it'll be, well, it'll be really exciting to watch how mm. this takes off. So, um, so thank you for for introducing them to me and the audience. Yeah, and, uh, I think this is great, and I, I look forward to next week. And we're coming up to our fifty second uh, episode, actually, great. Dave, which means to me our one year birthday. So champagne, yes. champagne. All right, we'll see you next week on the Boiling Point. All right, thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. <laughs>